Hello. Hi. Welcome back to Tina Chat. With Harry and Pat, thanks for being here. Thanks a bit. You know, I have to say, I feel like you have to warm your voice into this podcast. You know. Why? I don't know. I was just I was editing a podcast yesterday. Was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Whenever it was, early in the week. Um, and at the start of the podcast, your voice is always really quiet. And then by the end of it, because your voice has warmed up through talking, it's just it's there. Sorry, I should have done a vocal warm-up. Yeah. You mean you don't do a vocal warm-up? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, you keep going. We'll just... Five minutes of this okay. to start. <laughs> Don't stop. What else? I don't know. Tongue about. twisters. Um, what's the one we did last night? We did a few. Giddy goddesses gather together in gossiping garrulous groups. Hey, pretty good that. Thank you. Pretty good. Um. <laughs> anyway, two days podcast. Oh, should we talk chat, chat about drinks? Yeah. What are you doing? What am I doing? You see, this is what happens when you put me in charge. <laughs> I've got tea, everyone. I, do you know what? I've got the same as I've got in every podcast. I've got English breakfast tea in my pink mug that Harry's sister got me with two cute little beers on. It says, today I need a hug. Because every day I need a hug. <laughs> and a slurp. Okay. <laughs> you can't talk because what drink do you have? Well, I actually just wanted to... Um, I've turned the volume up on the mic there. Can you hear that, hear that a bit better now? Can you? Um, yeah, so it's not me being quiet. It's you not turning well, the mic up. It's a bit of both. The thing is, no. my voice is, and I'm also sat a bit closer than you. So yeah, why? Because you, you've got to balance relax. it out. I am relaxed. I'm very relaxed. <laughs> you know what happens if I get relaxed? I talk really quietly. You pull me up on that all yeah. the time. Sometimes when we're teaching and Harry's yeah. in his own little world, he's like. I'm like, exactly. shout, there's 40 kids in here. This is on the podcast is where we flip. <laughs> I know. Um, no, but you say you don't always have a tea. You've often had a chai in these episodes. So. Yeah, but chai o'clock's not until like three-ish, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> That's brilliant. So it's not chai No, time. but my point is you have had, you know, not just tea on, on the pod. Contrary to your comments... <laughs> anyway, I've got lemon water, which I actually occasionally have on this. It's not called lemon water in a chat, though, is it? You've letting the team down. Well, I've had a cup of tea not long ago. I had a coffee earlier today. <laughs> I'm drinking lemon water. Don't come at me. We don't judge. Drink what you like. I bet you there's people listening to this who are drinking pints. Mm. <laughs> That's fine, that's the Christmas special. Yeah, especially if you listen to it on Pint Friday. In the chat. Yeah, well, I said mulled wine, but you don't like mulled wine. It's alright. Oh, sad. I'd rather drink something else, though. I love mulled wine. Bailey's Hot Choc. Bailey's Hot Choc is good. Bailey's Hot Choc. Beer, any other kind hot of. Hot chocolate wine. to everybody else. We have a few isms, I feel, don't we? Everyone knows what hot choc is, so don't Yeah, you? I know, but like, still. <laughs> What was it I said? To, we were doing the shop. You were doing the online shop on your phone earlier today, uh-huh. and for some unknown reason, we call mouthwash wash mouth. <laughs> yeah, and wash you, mouth. And you were like, "Is there anything else we need?" And I said, "Yeah, we need some wash mouth." And you typed that in. Uh-huh. And then I was like, "What is it actually called?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, how oh, funny! Yeah. Anyway, 
We've done our drinks. We've done our usual rabble. Today's podcast, following on from last week's, is putting your best foot forward in an audition. This is perfect to follow up from Catherine's episode. Absolutely. If you haven't listened to Catherine's episode, you have to go back and listen to it. Because... Yes, the one just before this one. She's a casting director with a lot of experience and knowledge. And I mean, it was just a brilliant little pod, wasn't it, yeah, that we did with great. her? Um, really informal, really good insight and information to use when you want to put your best foot forward in an audition Mm -hmm. which is why we're recording this one now after we've chatted with Catherine so let's just jump into it so looking at our notes here the first thing we have written down is a quote quite a famous quote I feel this uh, from Benjamin Franklin I'm probably going to abbreviate this a little bit but I don't know if there was a speech. But anyway, the quote is, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. And if you've been watching I'm a Celeb recently, Mr Tony on that likes to say it a lot. (laughs) Just FYI, we're recording this right at the very end of November. I think this will be coming out around the... the Yeah, it's fine if you've been watching I'm a Celeb. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yes. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail, which I think goes for many, many, many things in life, to be honest, but particularly in an audition. I mean, this makes me want to ask you, as a dancer, do you, I know obviously you have your training and everything, but do you often have to prepare things to go into an audition with? No. As a dancer? Nine times out of ten. Like, you obviously have to prepare, have your, like, headshot, your CV sorted, Um, you would always, like, I've never had to sing in an audition, but you would always just go with 16 bars cut just in case they ask. Like that sort of thing you'd prepare, but you, most of the time it's you go in, mm. <laughs> do an open call, and or like you learn choreography there, you leave there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, because I've, having done a few different auditions as an actor I feel like or I guess an actor musician because I've auditioned for musicals as well obviously those you generally have to prepare songs and maybe a bit of text Mm. or plays you might have to have a bit of text as well Uh, but I've never had to do like headshot stuff or you've never taken a headshot or a CV absolutely not no never ever never I've never had to it's always in front of them they've already got it but you don't that that is blowing my mind. <laughs> Why? I've never gone to an audition and not taken my headshot and CV. I've never had to take one. Never. That's the first part of getting there is you give them your headshot and your CV. No. Oh my god! This is why it's good that both of us are on here because it's different worlds, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Because for me, as a, as a, an actor or an actor musician, I'm going to probably use a few different examples in this pod. You, you agents put you up. For, or submitted you for the job and then they've requested you to come in which obviously must happen with dancing as well to an extent mm. or do you just they submit you and you go I don't really know how it depends. works depends depends on the job because I think 99.9% of the time I mean I've never actually been to an open call for anything as an actor in which you probably would take your headshot and your CV but everything I've been to I've been called in for so they've seen, Ooh. 
But that's just, I feel like that's <laughs> just the nature of it. That's the difference. No, right? you do have private, like, so you, they're not private calls, it'd be like invitationals where you would like submit your headshot and CV mm. and whatever else, or your agent would do that. And then if they want to see you, they will call you in. But you still have to take another physical copy of your headshot and CV and give it to them. Fair. No, never had to do that. Never. Interesting. Crazy. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, following on from this, which is kind of what we've kind of started to talk about anyway, we've got here, there's not much you control about an audition, not much you can control about an audition, but you can control how prepared you are, i.e. with your literal preparation of whether that's a monologue, a song, something else, your headshot, your CV, all that stuff. I think there's so much more that goes into it, though. Like, it's it's not Mm. just the physical things that you have to prepare. It's like... Have you researched the company? Have oh, you, yeah. Do you know what they do? Do you know exactly the show they're casting for? What kind of thing they're looking for? Yeah. Um, when was the last time they auditioned? What sort of... Like, knowing the show will help you know what to wear, especially on a, a dance side of things. I don't know. That... Oh, yeah. Well, you kind of... They, for me, they either suggest what you should wear or describe a character and then you dress how you feel it would be appropriate and yeah. that kind of thing um, and things like having your, your whatever you're going to wear ready having making sure you're having breakfast in the morning before you yeah. go you've got enough time to Fuel get your there body, hydrate your body you're making sure you've got you yeah. know how to get to where your audition is plan your route it's, it's not plan just, your second route <laughs> yeah. it's not just about um, having your showreel or your not your show your monologue ready or whatever it is that you prepare before. It's everything, yeah. It's the whole it's thing. It's like making sure that you do not have to think about a single thing yeah. other than your audition. Everything else is sorted, all your ducks are in a row. Excuse me, I'm going to cough. <coughs> <laughs> it's it's funny though, like going back to the the research in the company or whatever, or the casting director, whatever that may be, uh, for me that's also very important because you see what they've they've done or cast or whatever in the past. And that is also a potential um, opportunity if it comes up for networking as well. Yeah. Because I don't. Maybe it's different again as a dancer, but in some of the auditions I've been in, you can occasionally get that question of, "Oh, what have you been up to?" Uh, and you can chat. You get an opportunity to chat and actually be yourself, which is what they're looking for to see how you are as a person. And again, that question could probably have its own podcast. <laughs> to be honest, because I think a lot of people feel they have to then talk about performing what they've been up to in regards to performing but I very much believe that you could talk about the holiday you've just been on or whatever they just want to they just want to see you talk as a human being and not like I've come in I've rehearsed this piece and I'm going to deliver it or whatever you're doing in your audition Um, but knowing who is in front of you will probably put you more at ease because if you said the wrong thing for example do you know what I mean if you knew who was in front of you you'd you're going to talk appropriately, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Um, I'm feeling quite excited, you know. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I just think auditions are very exciting. And I know, like that. <laughs> Harry, for those who don't know Harry in person, Harry's got the energy of, like, an excitable new puppy. Like, he just loves things and he's, like... <laughs> it's a great quality to have. Just... You really think I've got, like, puppy energy? Yeah, I think oh. you get... When you're excited about something, don't get me wrong, oh, if you're okay. not excited about something, you're like, angry cat, like, leave me alone, I don't want to do it. But, like, if you're excited about something, it's like, 
yeah, yeah, and then we can do this, and then we can, and then we can, and then, and then forget this, and then we can talk about this, and then, I think it's great. I'm like an angry cat. Yeah, if you if you <laughs> if you're like annoyed about something or like. Okay. Is there is there more? I've just I feel like I've been coloured in two dimensions. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I'm either a, a excitable puppy or an angry cat. No, there's more. There's more to you than that. I tried. To, oh, She's digging herself a hole. I actually tried to give you a compliment and you've like turned it into something no, negative. No, so I haven't turned it. I'm just receiving it authentically as myself, apparently like an angry cat. So, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm allowed to receive it and feel how I feel. <laughs> and that is where I exit this podcast. <laughs> Harry will be finishing in it, finishing in it, finishing, finishing it on his own. Oh, no, she's not going anywhere. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, I was being excited. Oh, no, because I was going to say, I'm excited even though I don't have an audition, but quite aptly, I mean, at the time of this recording, you actually have an audition coming up. Yeah, first one in a while. So that's, that's ex- To me, that's exciting. I don't know how you to feel me, about it. To me, it makes me feel nervous. Which is also a normal part yeah. of the audition beforehand uh, well the whole process is <laughs> yeah can be like that i feel like i'm just more nervous because i've not auditioned in a while but well, that's fair enough but you're professional you got this and we're getting to chat about all this stuff right now it's yeah. going to be fresh in your I mind i'm going to be putting my best foot forward in this edition you're damn right i'm going to prepare actually i already have been looking <laughs> but there you go yes that's this is why it's perfect so following on from that like we've got here how do you prepare we've talked about that a little bit yeah I like guess. so actually yeah prepare your literal stuff do your research you know do your roots all that kind of i feel like feel it's almost common sense but common sense isn't always at the forefront of your mind when you're nervous about something you really yeah. care about and you really want to do well in yeah you can get a bit clouded and a bit caught up excited like me right now <laughs> or nervous or mm. everything else both of those things or multitude of different things um it's just you have to ask yourself what's going to make me perform my best when i get there mm. yeah and making sure you've done all that stuff before you get there so that you're you you can just get in there and do your job as a performer yeah it, it relax i guess the point of it is to relax you so you know you can just go in confident. You don't have to worry about things because naturally, I think we're prejudging ourselves before we. As soon as we find out we've got a, an audition, I think we're prejudging and thinking, "Oh, what about this? Oh, what about this? Oh, oh, all these little things," um, because we want to do well naturally. Um, so moving on, which kind of flows in quite nicely, we've got written down here: mindset, mindset, mindset. Which is a huge part of life, but particularly a huge part of putting your best foot forward in an audition. Mm. Um, Because, kind of like we've just said, it will affect your confidence and your delivery and your, um, what's the word, application within the audition. Mm. Um, Because it will. I mean, I've talked about having been a runner where I've not been involved in auditioning per se, but I've been involved with bringing people into the room, taking people Mm -hmm. out. And you can 
see and feel the difference in people's energy before and after they go, you know, they do the audition. Yeah. And more often than not, in you know, in my experience of that, you the people who go in feeling relaxed, confident, which is a hard place to get to, I think. But the delivery and the, the, the application is so much more concise and the if there's any chat, it's a lot more authentic mm. rather than you, I've heard those conversations where people are like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, oh, I don't know, and which yeah. is understandable. And I think a lot of panels will understand why you're feeling like that, mm. but it doesn't give the, an impression of you that is actually you necessarily. Yeah. And I think... If the word confidence doesn't necessarily actually, I don't believe it means going in and being like, "I'm amazing, I'm going to get this job," which is it's still a good thing to think, but it's it mm. is more about the mindset side of things. Well, like, there's a fine no one... line between confidence and cockiness. Mm. Would you say? Oh, I think so. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Sorry if you can hear my stomach. By the way, it's making some is that funny you? I noises. It was me. No, I think it's mine. <laughs> Um, no I don't know I don't really like to connect the two I think they're two different things I think people can it can stop people from wanting to be confident and believe in themselves out of fear of becoming cocky I think it's interesting it's it's two different things um, and I think I, I really want to encourage people to go in and be like yeah I'm awesome like I am like you can still treat people with kindness and go around the world with kindness but be really confident in who you are Mm. you know anyway wasn't my point Sorry. my point was it's okay um is it's about your the confidence you'll have walking into the room is about the mindset you put yourself in before you go in so are you thinking oh my god i need a job i need a job i need a job that's going to make you anxious less confident less you're putting yourself in a position of lack in a position of you need to get something from someone else whereas if you mm. think i'm going in there to audition for the, this job where they need me as much as I need them. They need someone to fill this role. Why couldn't it be me? You yeah. know, If I go in and do my best and it fits what they're looking for, then they're going to hire me. There's no reason why they wouldn't. So why don't I just take a deep breath, be calm, confident, go in there, show them what I can do the best of my ability and then having the ability to then let go of that and be like, yeah. Whatever, whatever happens now happens yeah I love that yeah which is a hard, can be a very hard place to get to but it is achievable mm. um, and I think as well from the other side of it mm. um, like Catherine was saying in the podcast last week I sort of feel it's almost compulsory that you've listened to that podcast before you listen to this one as we keep going through it she's going to get referenced probably more than once yeah. hi I mean, Catherine yeah hi Catherine if you're listening um but like, <laughs> like she was saying, they want the casting director and the panel, they want you to do well. Mm. And I think we'd even mentioned this kind of thing briefly before anyway, but mm. to actually hear it from a casting director who is very well informed, very, you know, significant in the process, like, it makes their job easier. We, everyone's got the same goal, uh, which is actually our next point. Um, but that means... From both sides of the table. Yeah. You know, everyone wants to get this sorted and 
was going to say rectified, but it sounds like there's a problem. Yeah. There's not a problem. Uh, they want the right person for the role. and At the end of the day, Catherine, Catherine, the casting directors have a job to do. Could be Catherine. And they have, in Scotland. they have been told nine times out of ten by someone else, we're looking for this thing, this ability, this blah, blah, blah. And the casting directors are the people hiring you on the panel or answering to someone above them. So mm. they're they're trying to just do their job as well, and they they want you to come in and make their job as easy as possible. They want you to just come in and be great and be the best you you can be, and then they can it makes their job easier if that makes sense. Mm. I think it's really important to try and think about that mm. because that is more often than not, I imagine, to be the last thing that people would even consider thinking about mm. because you're you're obviously going to be very focused on all the stuff we mentioned right at the beginning in our first kind of point of making sure you're prepared. But I would say this is also arguably a part of that preparation is to remind yourself that they're rooting for you. Mm. You're on the same side. Um, Because it will help put you at ease. I think think we've all been in in a room, if you've auditioned, you, you will have been in a room where it feels like, or you've at least convinced yourself that the panel are against you Mm. Uh, and they might be asking you to do things that you find really hard but that's not because they want to see you fail yeah that's because they want to see more of you if anything that's a good thing I think if you're getting asked to do things that you find difficult whatever it may be that's probably a good thing Mm. it's also giving you more of a chance to showcase yourself if you're in a group scenario if you're in an individual scenario whatever it may be it's significant in a good way I would say. Yeah. If they're not interested, they're not going to ask to see any more of you in any which way. Mm. They're going to be like, cool, thanks, bye. Yeah. Um, so I think it's very important to remind yourself that everyone's working towards the same goal, you're on the same team, and the panel want you to do well because it makes everything easier, doesn't it? Mm. Um, and I do think that is a big thing that can help you feel more confident, as we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um. I guess as well with that is, I mean, I don't know how often as an actor you audition with other people. Is it kind of more? Um, occasionally. Well, anyway, uh, from a dancer perspective, I think you can you can be like, yeah, I am in. I'm going in for me. I'm going in for me. Like I'm thinking about myself. Going to do the best I can do. Whatever. Then you get in there and there's 500 people and they're all in different outfits and they've got their hair a different way and you suddenly start to think oh should I have done that and then you start dancing and they're really good and you're like oh no that's it I'm done because they're better than me mm. and it's it instantly takes you out of that place and it's like you, you don't know what the casting director is thinking or what they're looking for maybe they're looking for exactly what you have to offer it's not that the other people aren't great but maybe they're just not the right fit for what they're hiring and you don't know that and by comparing yourself it instantly takes you out of place to get that job because you're like no I'm not as good as them so Mm. it's going to affect how you dance perform whatever that is so wonderfully apt because the next thing we've got written down is no comparing I know that's why I said it oh I thought you were just talking about it (laughs) no I was going from the list well I like to read the points out loud, you see. Oh, man. <laughs> we have prepared to fail. No, prepared. No, we, we've done we our have... preparation and I'm delivering it in one way, you're delivering it in another. That's fine. No, we've... I'm just saying we've prepared with our list. We've done well. Yeah. 
We just didn't chat about it before. No. We never, as you know, these pods are authentic. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so don't compare. <laughs> it's really interesting to me, though, as you were saying that, like, because obviously as a, an actor, it's a different kind of process, generally speaking. Mm. I, When you get to your audition, do you often find yourself looking around and thinking, oh, they look like me, they look, or that kind of thing, or is it... Um, because I guess you're trying to stand out in a crowd, in a way. Yeah, is that right? I mean, one of the things I was told when I was um, training, which I, I don't disagree with this advice necessarily, but to go wearing whatever you're wearing, whatever you want to audition in, and when you get there, if there's someone wearing something similar that that you look really similar, like say another brunette who's wearing a top that really looks like mine, mm-hmm. change, take outfits with you and change so that oh. they can. So I don't I don't disagree with that advice because then the the panel when there's so many of you know you as the brunette in the pink top. That's that's just how it yeah. they get to know you. So I don't disagree, but. I think instantly that puts you in the mindset of okay, well they're they they're my height, my, and they're wearing that. Okay, so I'm going to wear this, and you're instantly just comparing what you're doing. Yeah, um, interesting. That is interesting because for me, if you were in an audition for whatever it may be, and you were told to wear a sort of specific kind of outfit or top, mm. you might be sitting in a waiting room where a lot of people look. very very similar all dressed very similar (laughs) that's funny Uh, and that is that is kind of what it's like Um, like some sort of sketch but you don't you don't for me i don't really feel like oh yeah there's definitely going to be sketches out there about it there's a a episode of friends if anyone watches friends where joey goes in for an audition oh he's got an audition or no he wants to do a medical trial where he needs a twin uh-huh. And he's sat in a an audition room, being like, "Where am I going to find someone that looks like me?" And it's everyone that's dressed the same as him, like all looking the same. It's funny. But that's that's what it's like. Um, and I, for me personally, I mean, maybe there's other actors out there who might feel differently, but I never really compared myself too much because you kind of are expecting to see mm. people of the same caliber, if you like, the same kind of build, the same kind of height, the same kind of. Uh, hair colouring, whatever it may be, because it's very specific. You're desperate to do an ASMR episode. Aren't you? Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, scratching on the sofa there for those who might be sorry. interested in that. Maybe I'm the angry cat. <laughs> anyway, sorry if you find that noise uncomfortable. <laughs> um, I was going to say that's interesting. You say that because I think that's another way to get your mindset in a good place. If you do find yourself comparing is to be like, well, I'm in the room with them. Like, if I think yeah, they're that's good, significant. then I'm I'm equally as good or equally as deserving to be here because I'm I'm at the same audition they are. Well, that's a fact, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's literally a fact. If you weren't supposed to be there, you wouldn't be there. Do you know so, what I mean? Yeah. You deserve to be in the rooms that you're in, so own it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, on that as well, this is again another point further down that own it, have fun with it, mm. which I I really believe, and I I liken this. I think I've mentioned this before about my third year showcase, um, which for a lot of people in training is a big deal. Um, or that that kind of point in your third year yeah. where agents are involved, whatever it may be. And I very much consciously made the decision I was just going to have fun because it it was just 
that's why I'm doing what I do. That's why I ended up going to drama school and performing in general is because I had fun when mm. doing it. And that's like, you've got to think right back to the beginning to whether you're three years old or you're 17 years old or anything in between, when you start to do something because you enjoy it, that's, and that is more often than not why you are where you are. And if you have fun with it, you'll give such a, I believe, a better performance mm. because it's like you're doing it for your joy of doing it, not for like, oh my God, I need to get this. Or yeah, like, definitely. Even if there's been a part of that in your process of preparation, which there's bound to probably be. But if you have fun, like, it, for me, it took me to a new level, I feel, because it was just, I was just being authentically me, having fun and doing what I enjoyed doing. But again, if you think back to what we were just saying, that's what the panel want to see as well. You yeah. don't want to see someone worried and stressed out and tried so hard to get everything right. They want to be like, yeah. oh my God, they're having fun. That looks fun. That's They're making our choreography look fun. They're making it brings you in. I think it, it stops people panel-wise or even agent-wise in the example I was giving, like sort of assessing and they just appreciate what you do because you're just doing it mm. in a way. And I think that in turn also helps your confidence. It, like, it all correlates together almost naturally. Mm. Um, I also think if you if you are looking at something and you're like, oh, like you're really nervous and you're finding it hard to find the fun in whatever it is, look back on younger you, like what you were saying. Mm -hmm. And I think something I'm going to refer this to is when I auditioned for the panels I did and stuff, I so remember, we used to go do a panel trip every year with the school, and I remember sitting in the audience watching the dancers being like, that's so cool. That hmm. is so cool. Like, that is, I want to do that. That, is, that looks so much fun. They're just having a good time. And I, I think back to, in those auditions, I would think, Young me would love that we were auditioning for these things now. Yeah. She would go wild. She would be think like, twice. She, yeah, she she would have been like, yeah, cool. This is, I, I want this job. I'm going to go get this job. This yeah. will be so fun. And I think to take yourself out of it, like out your own head, yeah. and put yourself into something else, into whether that's young you, you know, future you, whatever it is. I think that's one of the biggest things, isn't it? To actually take yourself out of your head. Because mm. it's, it's a hard thing to do, but I feel like once you do it a couple of times, you'll be like, yeah, you okay, know you can do it. I yeah. can do this. Uh, again, that comes into the confidence again, doesn't it? Because you're like, you're confident, like, yeah, I've got this. Um, oh, it's just, it's just good, isn't it? We've got, I, I mean, again, we're kind of saying it already, but it's an opportunity to perform, isn't it? Mm. Like, that's what we want to do. And just, I think sometimes it can feel like because you're rehearsing in a studio or you're just at a class, you don't get the opportunity to perform. Mm. But the reality is quite different. Like that, it, they are opportunities to yeah. perform. Whether that's an audition, you're in a classroom environment, you're in a workshop, you're on the stage. They're all performance opportunities. Uh, just being quantified in different ways. But they are performance opportunities. And I think if you think of them like that, you're, everything you do will probably excel because... I don't know. I feel like sometimes you can have people who are like, oh, this is just a classroom thing. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do it. But whereas if you were doing it to the best of your ability every single time, which in theory you should be anyway. You could be. Everything. You, yeah, should be. Yeah, that's better. Could be. If, if you really wanted to, you could be. Yeah. Read, read Louise Hayes books. And, anyway. <laughs> it will just propel you though, won't it? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I think it would be, make such, such a difference. Um, 
Um, the other thing we have here, which I think is maybe perhaps edging into the other side of it a little bit, uh, but maybe not. We've got here, if you do your best on the day and you don't get the job, there's nothing more you can do. It just wasn't meant for you. It's a poem. It's a bit, actually. <laughs> um, that was written by Sarah Purgis for this. Thank you very much. Interested. Um, she has written other poems before. No, no, no. So, <laughs> I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly believe in whatever's meant to you will come come to you eventually I, I think we can help that process by doing everything we said like being confident being like taking the pressure off blah 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 like putting your best foot forward in the addition you mm -hmm. know but if you I mean you've got two options you either go in you do the best you can do and you leave knowing you've done do you know what I'm really proud of myself I feel like I did my best today and your best on every day is going to look different but I've done my best today I feel good about the addition now, if you book the job to that, great. But if you don't book the job, it's not because you weren't good enough or, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you, all this self-doubting things you'll tell yourself. It's just that one wasn't right for you. There's something else. And I know it's so annoying when you're in your, like, 10th edition of the week and you're like, but nothing's right for me. But it is. It's just one of those things, unfortunately, that goes with the industries. You've got to, like kiss a few job frogs until you get the one that's right <laughs> for you, you know? And yeah. I think on the other side of that, your, your other option is that you, or the other outcome is that you go in and maybe you're really in your head that day, something happens, because we're all human, like it, it's not going to be perfect all the time. Absolutely. And you don't feel like you've done your best. You, you need to leave that process being like, okay, what did I do that I feel I can do better? What did I do to like did I prepare enough did I was it just really in my head am I tired did I not get enough sleep did I what is it have a look at that objectively and see how you can take that into objectively keyword yeah <laughs> like it take almost take all the feeling out of it be like what did what can I do better next time because mm. then you can go into the next edition and look at that as a okay, well, I didn't do that so well last time, so now I know I can do it better, so instantly this edition is going to be better. Yeah, know? yeah. It's um, quite a hard thing to do, that, I think. Um, or can be, would you say? Mm, depends on the person. Yeah, yeah. For me, I find that a bit easier to do than, like... Because I think my process would have been, like, I would have probably naturally gone, oh, my God, if I did this, if I did that, in a... Like a, when you said take the emotion out of it, well, would, that would have been the hard part for me. It would have mm. been very emotionally invested, um, crazy quick. Like, oh my god, did I do this? Did I do? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's normal, and I think there will be. Oh, like, absolutely. You, uh, oh, just to make it clear, I'm not saying don't have that. I think when you come out in addition and you feel any which way about it, you're gonna have that initial burst of feeling like oh I'm so annoyed at myself oh I don't blah, 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 or, blah, blah. or otherwise if it's gone really well yeah either burst like positive burst of emotion or your natural human reaction to the situation yeah based on your feelings is. and what's gone on yeah and I think that's important to feel that and experience that little burst of emotion but then later in the day the day after a week later whatever it is yeah sit down and be like actually okay yeah you can that sucked what can I do better you've come over that yeah emotional 
point of the high feeling, mm. whatever the feeling is, and then you can assess it more objectively. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely not about the, like, ignoring feelings at Absolutely all. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Which I wasn't saying you were saying. No, no full well, you would never say that. Um, it's just interesting, isn't it, the different mm. perspectives? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, we were chatting about this as we were writing this down, but I went to an audition once. Uh, the first audition went really quite well. Um, and I knew it, I really felt like, I was like, yeah, I've done well. This is good. And I got a recall, which they only did one round of recalls, and then it was like job offering stage. Uh, and I went to the recall. So the first audition was just me on my own. The recall was more group scenarios, so doing games and exercises and everything. Um, and it was going really, really well. We then split off into smaller groups within our big group. We split off into smaller groups and had to do a little bit of, it must have been scene work or something. And then we'd come back and do it individually within our little groups. And my little group was one of the last ones to go. And my, for whatever reason, my energy just dipped and I couldn't bring it back up. And they actually gave feedback to my agent and they were like, Harry's doing so well. And then right at the end, we just don't know what happened. I didn't get the job, which was a shame, but it was funny because I, I could feel it happening in the moment. It almost like out of body experience, I think. Um, and I very much knew that was happening. Um, but then I guess actually, despite what I said earlier, I was in the moment having that objective assessment of myself mm. Which maybe that was why I couldn't bring my energy up because I was objectively assessing myself in that moment rather than being like, come on, get your energy back up. Yeah. Um, but it was a, very much a learning experience for me. I, I, I went to an audition workshop, like an audition preparation workshop after that, which I think was very successful for me because it solidified that actually I am preparing in a good way already. Um, and it validated that. Uh, and I think it helped for future auditions thereafter. Um but sometimes you have to go through that process, I think. Mm. Um, in whichever way that process comes, to discover that you're doing the right thing or you need to do this more or whatever it may be. Um, and like like we kind of said within the written point here, it just wasn't meant for me, that job. It was meant that I was meant to discover that... Mm. Like that led you into that other workshop and, exactly. and other things and to other jobs and to other... It's just, yeah, it's annoying as it is. You learn something from that and that's sometimes that's, as beneficial exactly, as the job itself. Exactly what I was going to say, yeah. That's important. It actually makes me think on a slightly side note, probably back into the preparation thing. As a dancer, do you have to have like anything in your back pocket kind of thing? What do you mean? Well, like, for example, in this preparation audition workshop I did... Um, the woman, I think we had to prepare some script or other. I can't really remember. It's a long time ago. But then, I, I think this happens occasionally in auditions for actors. Maybe even singers as well. You get, oh, can you do this? Can you, have you got like a little monologue you can do for it? Have you got a joke you can tell us, you know? It says you can do this accent. Do you know what I mean? Little things that you need to be able to like, yeah, I can do that. Do you have to have, does that make sense? Uh, in some aspects, I guess. I think the thing is with dance auditions, obviously it depends what you're auditioning for. It's a bit um, different, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I'm referring this to, like, not musicals. 
like I'm, I'm referring it to like cruise ships or like yeah. just purely dance-based editions. Like it's not as intimate as your editions might have been. It's not as like yeah. You're depending on how it is. You'll get down to like the final twenty, the final ten, whatever, and they'll either offer you then and there, or you'll they'll get in touch with you, and that's. But there's no there's no sort of like intimate like they probably still don't know your name by the time you're leaving. That's, yeah, that bit comes later. Um. So I think like asking for a monologue or something would be very. But well, weird. obviously not necessarily that. But it's like, can you show us this? I don't know. They might be like so if there's a, if there's a show that they want like sorry two Alice second turns in they'd be like can anyone do Alice second turns cool show me go yeah and if you can do them you do them you you get that a lot with tricks like uh, like gymnastic tricks like aerials and flips and whatever it's like at the end of an edition they'll do they'll say okay who can trick you put your hand up one by one come and do it. If you can't do it, it's not that you won't get the job. It's just they're casting for a specific role in the show. Yeah, I think it's the same with acting or you know a musical, whatever it may be as well. I don't think they're necessarily trying to catch you out. It's again mm. it goes back to what we were saying before. They wanted to see more of you. To, to just they're asking for more in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like I remember it's one of those things that you always sort of, maybe somewhat told in drama school as well to have a couple of things in your back pocket like have a Shakespeare monologue in your back pocket have a yeah, contemporary monologue in your back pocket that's why, like, like your 16 bar cut yeah that's what I was going to say it's, at the yeah. start You, we were always when we were training to have everything just in case it's like you, you go to an audition for the Nutcracker but take your tap shoes just in case like you don't mm. want to be that one person who they say go put your tap shoes on and you've not brought them well that's what you'd be remembered for yeah it? exactly <laughs> yeah good point I'd actually remember that at, uh, which to be fair it was a a cruise ship edition and it was quite a big cruise ship edition and it was just you would always take your tap shoes to a cruise ship edition and I remember them they did a tap round quite early on and the amount of people I would say the room was split in half with the amount of people who hadn't brought tap shoes wow and I, I just remember being flabbergasted were those people like not brought back no of course not because they hadn't brought the tap so shoes can't, we but can't really go any further I suppose can you it's in that hard instance? because it didn't specify to bring them but it, it's almost a bit like well if you if you're a tapper why wouldn't you just bring them anyway like why but instantly prepare to fail exactly instantly the planner are thinking well they must not tap because they don't have their tap yeah. shoes so that that's for them that's just a box that hasn't been ticked so that's so, all yeah. it is Anyway, I feel like we've gone off on a tangent. No, no, it's important to... Because we haven't talked about things like that, but you see that as common sense. But, you know, that example, 50% of people didn't see that as common sense. It's, it was crazy, but it's just because a bit of paper had told them not to bring... Like, that well, didn't they specify. They hadn't specified that they needed to bring tap shoes, so they brought their heels and their jazz shoes, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you, you just it's about, again, like we've said in other pods as well, like, just have all your tools in your bag sharp and ready to go if you need mm. them because you just never know when they're going to be pulled out you never know when you're going to get told to sing that 16 bar cut i would probably walk out if they'd ask me to <laughs> no i don't want the job that absolutely bad absolutely not <laughs> super trooper is that your 16 that bar cut that is my 16 bar cut <laughs> oh. that's you know that you you would oh, do not walk out of an audition no joking <laughs> bad <laughs> Anyway, so 
Moving on to our final point, which we've kind of, I guess, talked about a bit already. Um, like, we actually, you've kind of said it, actually. It's after the addition, it's really important to A, feel all the things like we said, but then let it go. Move on. If if you've got, if you've been cut from an addition and you feel rubbish about it, feel rubbish about it, treat yourself to cheeky donut, whatever, make yourself feel better, go home and binge friends, whatever you want to do. But then there comes a point where it's, you pick yourself back up and you say, I've got this. And we move on to the next thing. It wasn't meant to be. Equally, if you've got to the end of an edition or you're waiting to hear back from an edition, please do not sit by your phone waiting on the phone call Absolutely. or the email or whatever because the way the industry is, is you might never hear, unfortunately. Yep. Absolutely. Or you might... Could be waiting a long time. Yeah. Hello, Moulin Rouge is still waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> but... The... No, but that's true though, isn't it? Like... Mm. They, didn't they say they'd call or, or be in touch? Yeah, like, like what you were saying, a really successful edition, got down to the final lot, like felt really good about it. And it's a year later, over a year later. Never got you in know? touch, and you yeah. just You just never know. So if I had... Which unfortunately kind of goes with the industry a bit, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, but if I had paused my whole life waiting for this, like, because I convinced myself I was moving to Paris, you know, like if I had... Yeah my whole life holding out for that I wouldn't have half the things I have now like yeah. I'm, like I'm so grateful that I didn't it's it's really important to still keep hope for it and and you know be excited about the opportunity that it might bring but equally still keep going to all the other editions while you wait to hear still keep you know what I mean do mm. you know what I'm saying yeah absolutely I think I've always been an advocate of that you kind of it's almost like you do it as part of your life you you do you do your preparation you do your research all that you do the audition you move on to the next thing yeah at that point it's out of your hands there's nothing you can do yeah and naturally i think you are going to think about it because you care about it Mm. but the the more you can just do your bit and carry on with life it's just i think that's it's probably arguably one of the tools you should have in your bag in a way because it helps you to become emotionally resilient mm. to an extent again emotions are very important do not subdue do not push yeah. them down that's not what i'm saying but to have a bit of like cool i've done my bit hello <laughs> sorry <laughs> i've done my bit um it went good it went bad whatever and then be like okay let's move on let's move forward and yeah. if you get that phone call you get that email down the line it's amazing you can live that excitement in it whatever um but if you don't, and you don't hear anything, you're getting on with life, so you just carry on. And yeah. you may have a period of like, oh, I guess that didn't happen, or whatever. Mm. But it will help I to think, move up, move forward. Yeah, as well with that. Like, I feel like maybe this is, like, a lot of people will know this, but just in case you don't, I think it's really important that if you are waiting to hear from a company or from your agent or whatever... It's it's if they've told you that they'll be in touch if you're successful, you do not need to keep emailing them. You do not need to unless they have specifically said email is this over, do this, blah blah blah. It's I think there's people out there who would like, Hello, sorry to bother you, but have you thought about it? Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> like 
yeah it's, that's not going to help your case and they'll get and back to you when they're ready and that's a that's a hard bit because you're sat home like well i'm ready to hear now so why are you not ready it's to one tell of those me things. it's because you're living in your life in yeah. your version of life in your world that's all you're thinking about whereas if you try and think about the casting director or the pa- whoever's mm. on the panel they've then got to sift through all the stuff they've done if they've been auditioning for a week and seen a thousand people yeah they've got to sift through all that and narrow it down to let's say five mm. or ten like that's that's a tiny amount of people based on the amount of people they've seen they're still working they're still working yeah. hard and if you're bombarding them or getting onto them you're probably not going to hear anything anyway yeah or if you keep doing it enough they'll be like stop yeah and you're gonna jeopardize your chances if you had one i think potentially going back to what we said like they they've got a job to do and they'll want to get that job done as quickly as possible so mm. if you're right for it they'll let you know as soon as they can they'll they'll you've just got to trust that it's coming absolutely trust the process trust the process trust yourself yes and you can do it and the thing is there's going to be many more auditions down the line anyway and I think that's again if you're getting on with life you're moving forward you're doing your classes your workshops your work whatever it is mm. you're doing the next thing's going to be there before you know it yeah um, and the thing is as well you can audition for a job and it can be a year down the line and you've not heard anything and you, like, you've forgotten about it and they call you up and be like oh we need this person we remember seeing you last year blah 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 like, so and so's injured themselves they yeah. can't do it like you, you never know what's going to happen so you can't you can't put all your eggs in any basket as a performer, no. I don't feel. No, no, it's no. like Absolutely not. You, the basket you put them in is yourself. Yeah. And you take that basket to everything you can go to, you know? Absolutely. Which I think is a lovely place to wrap this one up. My little egg basket. Your little egg basket. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been... I think this is a good pod. An yeah. important podcast. And um, good to follow on from Catherine. And absolutely good to follow on from Catherine. Again, if you haven't listened to that podcast, listen to it because, I mean, we were even saying on it, we wish we could have had this mm. conversation back in the day. <laughs> 45 years ago. All those, all those years ago, back when we were auditioning. No, well, <laughs> still auditioning because you've yeah. got one coming up. So I wish it was Catherine on the panel. <laughs> but <laughs> but trust, trust in you, trust in your process and you'll figure it out whatever the case, um, you can always get in touch with us. We're yes. Happy to help and advise and talk you Be through it. Be sounding bored, yeah. yeah. Whatever you need. We're very passionate about it. Um, and if you do want to get in touch, email us or DM oh. us. Um, the email is, I'm going to get this right, I said this wrong in one of the podcasts. I, I think it's the last one I edited. I didn't say it wrong, I just stumbled over it. Email us at info, now it sounds like I'm putting the app first, email us, info at courtsacademy.co.uk. God, that's a minute, I'll never nice. get back, in it? Or show up at our door with cookies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to put our address out there. No, uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Joking. Cookies are good though. We like cookies, but yeah. no. Seriously, on a serious note, chat to us. We're here yeah. to talk. Talking is very important, which is why we started doing this podcast. Really, exactly. Um, yeah, we, we believe in you. Go smash your next edition. Yeah, you got this, hundred percent. 
Well, we have a couple more episodes coming up after this, mm. and then it's going to be the end of this season. But I think this is our first like discussion kind of podcast for this season because the ones we've got coming up aren't so discussion based. I feel specifically. Zara's Sorry, gi- I am so confused look. by what you mean. Right, we've every podcast up to this point has been yeah. like this. Yeah, my what I'm saying is the next podcast we have coming out is a Christmas special. Woohoo! Right, and that's going to be a fun one. We're just going to chat about fun things, experiences. Yeah. We've had funny stories, whatever it may be. It's not going to be like it's going to be like audition we... mindset yeah. or whatever. And then the one after that, we're going to do twenty four tips for twenty twenty four. Okay, but that's so, going to be performance-based. Performance-based, but not necessarily a specific discussion-based yeah. podcast. I hope that makes sense to all of you. If I didn't do that very well, apparently I didn't. So <laughs> that's what's coming up. We're very excited. Zara is also very, very excited for the Christmas special one. Yeah, I'm so excited. Ever since we planned that, or even just mentioned it, you were like, yeah, Christmas. We're going to film that one as well and stick it on YouTube. Um, so Maybe. You know, Watch this space. Oh, I thought we were. Anyway, we hope you found this podcast very informal. Get in touch if you want to get in touch. We hope you have a lovely Friday if you're listening on Friday and a lovely weekend if you're listening on Friday. If not, enjoy the rest of your day. We will see you next week with our Christmas special. We can't wait. Woo! <laughs> You have been listening to Tina Chat with Quartz Academy. If you have any questions or things you want to know, visit our website at www.quartzacademy.co.uk or email us info at quartzacademy.co.uk. You can also find us on our socials, Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Thanks for listening. We're so happy you're here. See you next week. Bye. Bye.